You're listening to Catacomb Podcast, a twisted underground pathway from cynicism to solutions. And I know that sometimes I'd be in one Starbucks and then you'd be in the other Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe, you know, I should go over to that Starbucks next the next weekend and then you'd be at the other Starbucks. So we kind of cross. <laughs> I know, it's just so stupid He's so now. good. Oh, I remember what I was drinking when I met you. It was a grande espresso. That's right. And I thought that was really sexy. Yeah. I was drinking cappuccinos. I remember. And then I went to lattes and then now double espresso, macchiato. Right. And I'm, I'm now a big old, you know, chai tea, latte, soy milk kind of guy. Oh, yeah, soy, yeah. Because of the lactose. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, lactose intolerant now. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Catacomba. <laughs> Do you like that, Jay? I've been working on a new intro. That's, we already have an intro. Oh, that's right. That can be a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. So this is Joshua, and, you're, and I'm joined here with Jay. The tone, the tone of your voice—it was just so—it was very NPR. It was. I've been working on it. I've been working on your your podcasting voice. I'm working on my podcasting. So I want to thank everyone for all of your comments about how much our production stinks. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've been working on that. Are we on iTunes yet? I don't know. We should be. I think our like numbers are going to go through the roof. Yeah. It's going to go from like 50 to 60. Yes. Whew. And we're working on a production. What's the thing you you always say? Hey. Hey, this is a catacomb podcast. And I've been told that uh, I'm an ummer. Oh, I say hey a lot. You say hey. I say hey a lot and I repeat after you a and, lot. And I um. Mm. So how about this? Mm-hmm. Catacomb drinking game. Mm. Beverage of your choice. We don't suggest any beverages, but you take a sip whenever I um or you say hey. Hey. That's so, a good <laughs> So get your beverages hey, ready. Hey, 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 hey. If you're drinking Dr. Pepper, you'll be going into diabetic <laughs> shock. <laughs> I want to talk about Starbucks. Mmm, Starbucks. Now listen. Wait, can I interrupt you? Well, sure. That's what we do here. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas, Josh. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. I feel like it's a little early. Uh, well, it's time though, right? Well, you're reading my mind. Yeah, I know. I told you that I wanted to talk about this red Solo cup. Well, it's all over the daggum internet. <laughs> it's not even a Solo cup. It's just a it's red a coffee cup. Red... My thoughts on it were they're building up to Christmas. So Starbucks put out a red cup and apparently offended all Christians on earth. Well, so they say because I woke up and was checking all my different news feeds and all I could see is people who were saying how dumb it was to be offended, but I couldn't find a single person who was actually offended. Okay. Well, here's my thing. Typically, I don't even pay any attention to Facebook. No offense on Facebook. It's just that I get so annoyed with everyone's opinion because all of a sudden, we are supposed to care. 
about everyone's opinion. But there was a minister. I guess he's a minister. I don't know anything about him. I know a little bit about him. I know there's. I know he's like a. I've I've seen that he's like a shock jock. He's a shock jock preacher from Arizona, and what's his name? His name is Joshua. I'm sorry that you share a name with this guy. So, anyways, he has said that the Red Cup is Starbucks war on Christmas. War on Christmas. So, what do you think about that, Second week in November, and we're at the war on Christmas. Well, I wanted to bring it up because I felt like maybe that's a slight exaggeration. Okay, first of all... I'm not going to listen to anything this guy has to say. First of all... Did you watch the video? I did watch the video. No, I'm not going to watch the video. It's not a big deal. I thought it was kind of a joke, but I guess people took it very seriously. I think he's serious. He was just saying it's the war on Christmas, and he wanted everyone to go to Starbucks and tell them that their name is Merry Christmas, so they're forced to write Merry Christmas. But what I was thinking, if I was Starbucks, I would be stoked about this, because now every Christian in the world that eats at Chick-fil-A are now going to... Well, it's a lot of free advertising, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not only re- free advertising, but in order to prove your point, it's free you, business. Have you have to a buy a cup the... of coffee. So the thing is, it's still like a Christmas color that just doesn't say Merry Christmas on it. And it's supposed to be the war on Christmas? How's... Right. That's exactly is right. This, so I've still yet to find anyone who thinks this is a big deal, except this video that I haven't watched and refuse to watch. Starbucks has one customer pretty heated, and not over its coffee, but its cups, and specifically the new holiday versions that are simply red there, kind of a minimalist look. Starbucks deciding this year to drop the reindeer and the ornaments from these cups, and a former pastor and self-proclaimed social media personality had this to say about it. Do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take Christ and Christmas off of their brand new cups? That's why they're just plain red. In fact, do you realize that Starbucks isn't allowed to say Merry Christmas to customers? Well, I decided instead of simply boycotting, well, why don't we just start a movement? So when I went in and I asked for my coffee, they asked for my name, and I told them my name is Merry Christmas. So guess what, Starbucks? I tricked you into putting Merry Christmas on your cup. I That's awesome. I tricked you, Starbucks. Guess what, Starbucks? I tricked you. Uh, you made me listen to it. Well, so, I didn't play the whole thing. I just it was there. I thought And he's why not? on CNN. Former pastor, isn't that fun? Um Yeah. I, all from former pastors of something. Right? <laughs> no, former I was pastors. I was so you don't comment on things on social media. Absolutely never. But I occasionally will wade into oh, those you waters. You always comment. A lot, you love it. A lot less than I used to. Well, it's a waste of time because no one cares. Well, a lot of times I just try to find out other people's point of view. That's really more my goal now than trying to state my own point of view. But anyway, um, Preston Sprinkle, who's... Uh, uh, scholar, writer, yeah, we, blogger. We, we like him pretty well, don't yeah, we? Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. He's coming to the shop here. He's, uh, he's, he's a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Preston, at Preston Sprinkle on Twitter. Um, he's got a new book coming out. Everyone should check out. Go to Amazon, pre-order his book. Anyway, so he... Is it called The War on Christmas? <laughs> it's not. It's actually about 
homosexuality. Anyway, um, that's we we'll unpack. That's that really another. literally something no one ever talks about, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I left you speechless. Well, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Just gonna go to what he said. He's he was saying all I ever remember is like snowflakes and Christmas trees, and he's like they just made it plain. He's like if anything, it's more Christian than ever. It's just plain red. Yeah, because sort of the secular Christmas elements out. I mean, everyone right. knows that reindeer have nothing to do with baby Jesus. Yeah, uh, and I guess because they actually took the words "Merry Christmas" out, he's saying he took Christ. How silly is it that he says we're taking Christ out of? Starbucks cups, as though that's a place he's supposed to be in. Well, that's a great point. Like, that Jesus likes burnt coffee. Now look, you're crossed the line. Well, li- listen, I... Most Americans can't tell if their coffee burnt <laughs> or not. <laughs> I drink Starbucks. I have a Starbucks gold card, which means I drink a lot of Starbucks. But I know what I'm I don't drinking. Even know what the, I don't even know what that is, a gold card? Yeah, it's... when. They send you one when you drink a lot of Starbucks. How do they know when you drink a well, lot of Starbucks? Well, you register a gift card, and after you so many, they send you a personalized. It's got my name on it. It's gold. Anyway. Wow. Well, see, I live in a hipster side of town, and they tried to open a Starbucks here, and people rioted. <laughs> well, I'm fine with that. I prefer the coffee shops we have here we in town. We do have good coffee shops. And, I'm, you know, I make my own coffee. Starbucks is when I'm slumming it, really. Okay. I mean. Ooh, uppity. Uh, I'm going, so I told you I'm going to the great Northwest next week, right? That's right. Which is where all the good coffee is. Mm. And so I'm staying with some family and and my cousin was like, I was like, so what's the coffee situation? You know, what what kind of brew method do you use at your house? And she's like, oh, we have a French press, but we don't have like a bean grinders. Like, she's like, there's a Starbucks real close to our house. We just go there. I'm like, ah, nah. I drink a lot of Starbucks. I'm familiar with Starbucks. I like Starbucks. But it does seem to me that I, I don't I don't know that Starbucks coffee would be the best representation of Christ on earth in the first place. So well I don't Okay, well I don't feel like I'm robbed of anything that they don't have the word Christmas on their cups. When I was young, the war on Christmas the war on Christmas, by the way, is not a new concept. That's always been around, as long as I can remember. Yeah, well... But when I was young, the war on Christmas was Santa Claus. It was Christmas. I mean, I knew people that that were like, you have a Christmas tree? That's so pagan of you. Right, right. You know, now it's like, if you don't have a Christmas tree, then you hate baby Jesus. So I read an article today talking about this on The Federalist, um, which is a website that usually has pretty good writing. Anyway, the title of the article is Nobody is Actually Upset About the Starbucks Cup. Stop Saying Otherwise. And then this uh, this writer lady, she goes on to detail the... Well, she talks about this, you know, Joshua Frankenstein fella in his video. And Did you say Frankenstein? How, what's his name? Um, anyway, close enough. <laughs> um, oh, I said, um, drink up. Um, then there's another time. So... Apparently, the war on Christmas has been going on as long as America itself. She goes all the way back to the Puritans, and the Puritans did not celebrate Christmas. They did not observe it. And there's actually a lot of religious precedent for not celebrating Christmas at all. Very fascinating article. I highly recommend Googling it and reading it if you're interested in this. But 
Um, we do act like, we tend to act like uh, Christians are being persecuted in, by our culture because they won't observe our holiday. And it's really kind of a fascinating history here that's, well, really, it, were, it was the Christians in the first place who started the war on Christmas. Like, they, they didn't want to share it with the world. And they didn't think it should be the Santa Claus, like you said, the Santa Claus and the Christmas trees. That was the war on Christmas. So this guy here, I'm just reading comments on Facebook today, and it says, um, I think we should officially make his name a verb. <laughs> As in, every time you eat two brand muffins and drink three strong cups of coffee, you say, hold that thought. I need to find a restroom before I... Joshua Fervenstein, my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That uh, should be a, that's a, an appropriate verb. We sometimes like to just go to Starbucks on weekends and take an LL Bean catalog, and I'll say, "Honey, what's new?" And she has to. She has five minutes to look through and find out. We've what's been around new. forever. We are so lucky. <laughs> we are so lucky to have been raised amongst catalogs. Oh, it's so much easier. You know, it's legit when Snopes puts an article about it. Yeah. So there's a Snopes page about the the Starbucks cups. It's like, is it a real outrage or is it not? And the site has declared the claim false. The coffee chain Starbucks removed all mentions of Christmas from their red holiday cups because they hate Jesus. That's false. So Snopes has, has weighed in on it, and that's not it's not true. They did not remove... Merry Christmas because they hate Jesus. Jay, here's what we need to talk about. The culture of outrage. Why is everyone always so angry? I mean, why are we so easily offended about everything? Well, that's actually the first thing that I commented. The first thing that I saw on Facebook about this red cup, uh, I've commented to my friend. I was like, "Uh, could you fill me in? I'm, I'm not, I can't keep up with the outrage of the day. You know, <laughs> it is, it seems like every day there's a new outrage. There is. It's like there's. If it's a really good one, it'll last like two days. Right. And so, you know, I was like, I don't even want to go Google this. Can you just tell me what we're outraged about now? And so then I found out about the whole Starbucks cup thing. But, but don't you think like major media outlets, because I noticed this, uh, this guy, um, Josh was on CNN today and probably other networks oh it drives well. clicks it drives views it it, it um it's not i mean it's not really newsworthy is it it's not i mean we have we have war all over the world we have mm-hmm. uh poverty we've got people losing their houses we've got um actual real persecution against christians actual christian pe- persecution yeah you know in syria and other areas of the middle east but like the news wants to talk about starbucks well cups. because here's here's why that's not good news. We all agree that those things are bad. So there's two ways to get people to tune into the news. Used to, it would be fear-mongering. So you would keep people afraid, and it'd be like, tune in tomorrow, we'll tell you more on this story. Right. And so that was a way to get them to keep tuning in because they were afraid and they needed to stay updated. But yeah. now, it's okay. become this polarization. If it's us versus them, and... So the the news media outlets try to get you to they try to polarize people through these opinions because what happens is in human nature we take sides and so then we get we rally behind the people on our side and so that means we you know we click or we comment or 
we watch the videos and everything because, you know, that gives us the ammo to get online and defend our side. And so... But don't you think as Christians, though, we have other things that we should be putting our energy into? Oh, absolutely. That's... Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, if I just go on a slight rant for a moment... Please do. One thing that bothers me about church culture as a whole is that literally a community, a church community, should produce change in the community, mm. in the neighborhood around it. Let's say if you're a mega church with 10,000 people, I think that you should attempt to, say, eliminate poverty... In one block. I mean, that's maybe doable. Yeah. But we don't think that way at all. We're too busy being outraged. I mean, let's try to think for a moment. Totally brainstorm. What are things that people have been outraged about recently? Have you seen the controversy at University of Missouri? No. And Yale University? No, tell me. These are the other things that were on the timeline the last couple of days. So the students at University of Missouri have been, uh, what do you call it, protesting, I guess. Okay. Um, and they're demanding that the president step down. I did. Oh, no, wait. That was something else. Okay, go ahead. Carry so on. they're demanding the president step down. And I guess they've been doing it for a few weeks now. But then they convinced the, foot, the black football players had refuse to play in any more games until the president stepped down. Well, he stepped down like the next day after the football players mm. said they weren't going to play because there's a lot of money at stake there. So then it became an actual financial thing. Mm. And so there's a lot of things where people are like, yeah, social justice, and there's even a hashtag Why now. did they want him to step down then? Um, he was not creating a safe environment for um, minorities. What and does that mean? I don't know, but apparently part of your job as an educator and administrator now is to create a safe environment. Well, I did notice a story here in Nashville where a Vanderbilt professor, there's a petition to have her removed from staff because um, I guess she was making comments that the religion of Islam is quite dangerous and she's a self-proclaimed Christian. So I saw that on the news. You can't say that anymore. Um, So there was that outrage. So these these people, there's a hashtag. uh, There was the marriage lady. The marriage lady. Yeah, the marriage lady with the uh, the Oh, yeah, the Kim Davis. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Davis. That was a good one. Yeah, see, so those are different parts of the political spectrum, though. But what what you have are these, I just was familiarized with the hashtag today, SJW. Uh, social justice warriors and it's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek they're kind of making fun of these people because they're all about social justice social justice and they get so crazy about it if they check reason at the door there's no room for dissenting opinions they're absolutely right from an ethical perspective and if you're wrong you're a bigot or you're a racist or you're a whatever it is that you are and so there's no room for discussion about dissenting opinions or different perspectives uh they're they're at war so that's what you had at University of Missouri. You had that at Yale University where they're trying to oust some professors who actually had the audacity to say that, hey, maybe we're overdoing it with this uh, Halloween costume thing, being a little bit overly sensitive to all these other cultures. It's like maybe we should at least listen to people. There's two sides to this story. And so then a bunch of students began to rant 
and demand their removal. And there's a video online where the professor is very calmly saying, I'm trying to create an intellectual space. And this, this, this uh, girl who is a minority was screaming. She's like, that's not your job. Your job is to create a safe space for the students. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. He's a college professor. He's not a babysitter. Right. It's not his job to create a safe space. It is, it's his job to challenge your presuppositions and to challenge what you already think. That's kind of what college is about. And so there's a whole debate going on about this generation of young people who want to be coddled and can't be told that they're wrong. And anyway, so if that's all true, it makes sense that there's this culture of outrage, constant outrage at everything. And Christians don't seem to be any better at it, you know. Um, So what you're saying is it's happening in both, in all aspects of culture yes you're just and it's saying polarizing. christians are now participating well they always have been i guess but so it's far right far left and there's less middle right we're, we're seeing more people on the far right more people on the far left and fewer and fewer people in the middle and as christians i think we really need to fight to occupy the middle sure that really ought to probably be our goal not to try because i mean that's you know the last prayer of jesus was that they may be one you know, we, we ought to fight for unity as Christians, not uh, polarization. Well, not to mention, uh, one of my favorite texts is in Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always until the very end of the age. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. But see, when I read that, I kind of think to myself, if I'm actually doing that, I don't have a lot of time to be commenting on Facebook. Right. I mean, to go into the world and make disciples. Are we making disciples by commenting on Facebook? Are we making disciples by making outrageous comments on Twitter? Yeah. By the way, my Twitter address is Monk Stump. <laughs> At Monk Stump. At Monk Stump. So, speaking of Twitter, um, Tim Keller. You know who Tim Keller is? Um, the name sounds familiar. So is this pa- somebody I should he, know? He's, he's a very influential pastor in New York City. Oh, okay, that guy. He's, <laughs> if I'm ranking my smartest Christians, he's probably like top five. Okay. I love everything this guy says. Am I in the top five? No. Smartest? Wow. Favorite? Yes. Smartest? Oh, Favorite? Yeah, you're one of my favorites, no doubt. Oh, thanks. Anyway, so I'm going to read this tweet. He uh, he or whoever tweets for him says, Jesus did not come primarily to solve the economic, political, and social problems of the world. He came to forgive our sins. And I like that. I think we forget that. We lose the plot. Hashtag social justice. Right. Hashtag SJW. SJW. So, but we do. We get caught up in trying to solve the economic, political, and social problems of the world, but... Jesus didn't. That, I mean, I think forgiveness of sins affects all those things. But his method of changing the world was to bring people to peace with God. And he knew that if that would happen, then all these other ills in humanity would be remedied. Right. 
And so we get the cart before the horse and we're trying to solve something we can't solve. Only God himself can solve those things. Well, while we're speaking of Twitter, I want to read to you one of the most highly circulated Twitters that I've ever made. It had two likes. <laughs> A new FBI report states that the Bible is the most stolen product in U.S. retail stores. Funny but true. I don't know what to make of that. Well, I read it somewhere online, and I had to go back to 2013 to find my highest um, enjoyed tweet oh, okay. with two. Have um, you ever had a Bible stolen before? Well. I have. I've had, I've had people give me Bibles. But have you had one like that was like one that maybe you regularly read and then mm. someone like took it? Maybe, but I just always assume I've lost it somewhere. Well, I've, I've, there was one I definitely remember was stolen. And you can't, you kind of have mixed feelings because you can't be that upset. You know, you're like, well, dang it, that was my Bible. But then you're like, well, maybe they'll read it and come to know Jesus. Right, until you realize they just ripped pages out to put into their um, artwork with feces and urine. And right. It's like art, well, I, art. Think, I think people actually, from what I understand from the drug culture, is that it makes great rolling paper, Bible paper, because it's thin and I don't know. I've been Jay, told that. I always learn the most fascinating things from you. <laughs> I've been told that it's, the, it's great rolling paper. Anyway. <laughs> so, like, when you go down to the principal's house and roll the front yard, you do it with the Bible? Marijuana, Josh. What? Marijuana. Yeah. Legal in five states now. I think they call that Jehovah one. I would, <laughs> Jehovah one. I would like to see the stats on Bible theft in the states where marijuana is now legal. I wonder if there's been a, an increase in Bible theft. Man. What does that say about you if your preferred method of smoking <laughs> pot is the Bible? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man, that's messed up. So we, we, talk, we always talk about bringing it back to solutions, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to comment on something you said earlier about how the church should be changing their environment. Um, there's a mega church in Birmingham, Alabama that actually did something along those lines. And so I think we should be about highlighting these things when we hear about them. Uh, the pastor told the, he called uh, social services for whatever county Birmingham's in and said, you know, how many, you know, people, how many children are in the, the whole system, the whole county? If we were to adopt every child, how many families would that be? And he says, the, the, the woman just laughed at him. He said, well, hypothetically, just tell us, you know, what, what's the goal? What are we shooting for? And I think it was something like 180 families could adopt every child in the system. So he goes to his church and he tells them that. And he preaches from the word about the need for adoption, about orphan care, from the word and he says today I want volunteers I want people and that one Sunday after he preached and put the need out to the community they had nearly 200 families volunteer they wiped out the system in in the county of Birmingham I mean I'm sure it's, it's constantly cycles through there's probably more now but at that time they had people committed to adopt every child wow. in the system There, there's cause for cynicism but the cause for optimism is that we do see some of these things happening and that this supposed Christian outrage, like 99% of the responses, this is stupid. 
we're not outraged. Yeah, and the more I look at my feed here of people I know that live in the city that believe in Christ, most of their responses are fairly negative towards him. Right, and so I think that's cause for optimism is that we see through this and we're not allowing the that stuff to polarize us. So are we buying Starbucks coffee this winter? Oh, yeah, I will be because I'll be in places where there aren't good coffee shops. Dude, have you tried the peppermint mocha? Oh, I don't do that. Listen, it's so good, you could put it in a green cup. (laughs) It's that good. Well, we want to thank you for joining us here at the Catacomb Podcast. We are desperately trying to find some solutions for the ignorance in the body of Christ. Please think before you type. Please think before you speak. If you don't know what to say, say something encouraging. If you don't know what to do, you got to love somebody. We'll see you next week here at Catacomb.